Triple Seven live stream three shows a week has me about rub to a nub. Welcome, Jason. Well, good afternoon, Crow, and to everyone. All right. Well, we got a special guest, Mr. Thomas Anderson. No. <laughs> Tom is with us tonight. That is a pseudonym. Um, don't ask why, because we won't tell you. Um, anyhow, welcome, Tom. Well, thanks a lot for having me back, guys. I really appreciate it. It's good to be here. Right on. Um, so how's it where everyone is, man? Tom, how's it where you are? Uh, it just keeps getting nuttier by the day. Uh, more and more stuff keeps getting closed or severely limited. And, um, you know, people aren't on edge yet, but it's getting there. It's an effing clown show here in the state of Rhode Island where the governor announced earlier today National Guard was going to go door to door to look for New Yorkers. And I thought, good, those damn New Yorkers, you know how they dress. <laughs> but then it <laughs> occurred to me that's completely illegal, <laughs> at which point, luckily, well, not luckily, because he just said it to cause trouble so people would get mad. He pointed out that that's not even legal. And then I pointed out what is legal about any of this, um, just to make a point. So, we asked Tom to come back, because if anyone is not familiar, Rose can give the show numbers that he was with us on, to discuss what he had experienced with a company called PR Newswire, and so that we can review all that and discuss how the mainstream media is being handed their source material to uh, push this massive amount of, uh, well, I'll keep it on the down low, what's going on right now, you know, the whole beer bug. Well, you know... <laughs> It's kind of pathetic that we even have to get experts to point these things out. When you turn on your television, you know, here, here's the thing, man. If anyone in the world listening right now has time, start to look up when all the commercials were created that have corona nonsense in the commercials. I mean, they're everywhere. They're CVS. They're, I, it's everywhere. And it occurred to me having worked in and around entertainment in Southern California as a stagehand and knew a lot of people who actually did things like make commercials. It takes a while to pump these things out. You don't do it in the blink of an eye. And it occurred to me that if someone knew what they were doing, they could begin to show the production dates going back into the last year, if I had to guess. And I am guessing. But, I mean, what would you say, Tom? Uh, it's pretty clear this queue-up began, like, years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we... We could probably spend a week talking just about the social conditioning prior to all of this that, and the hand the media has played in it. But I mean, in the in the immediate uh, situation we're in, um, you can go back to um, last fall, way before the so-called exercise 201 uh, occurred at Johns Hopkins um, that has been making the rounds on the Internet, you know, and the Gates Foundation connection to it and, and, and all that. 
this goes even back further than that, uh, where you can look at some of the the um, the streaming services putting shows like original content shows and and movies out tied to the idea of large you know pandemics, contagious uh, illnesses making the rounds. Um, and they've covered it from a couple different angles. I mean, I haven't watched these shows. I've looked at the previews in recent weeks just to kind of get a feel for how, how deep this might be going. And that was one of the first things that struck me. It was this, the level of coordination is, is overwhelming involved. Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got, like you said, there's the commercials, like you mentioned a minute ago and some of the other advertisements and things. But then when you tie in the different press items from last fall, the television shows and streaming service shows coming out that all pointed at this kind of idea way before the Johns Hopkins exercise, way before the first reports out of Wuhan, China. This this is very obviously a coordinated effort in the same vein as what I witnessed uh, during my time at PRN. Well, I could point out the, I think it's 2010 Rockefeller um, Institute or whatever the hell foundation, the name of that place is, that document tells flat out that they were planning a pandemic. Uh, we could go back to the Illuminati card game, which basically shows Mr. Mm-hmm. Hump's face. Um, I showed up on uh, Sean, who's a very nice man. I always appreciate going on his show, Sergeant Report. His audience is far from where I am, but nonetheless, it's exactly why I go there. Um, and I pointed out, man, you guys might have to start queuing up to kill your heroes here, trying to be polite about it. But uh, it, it is so bad that I thought about producing some content to point out to the younger folks that like to get called millennials uh, by the mainstream. Um, all that zombie crap and Walking Dead and all that crap you've been into, now you know what you were being programmed with and what you were queuing up for. To the point where it occurred to me a little while ago, I was watching something and I saw these skateboard guys doing tricks. And one guy did a trick and the guy says, that's sick, man. And it occurred to me. Now, did a skateboarder come up with that or did someone insert that into the dialectic, you know, because that's really kind of what we're looking at. This has been a queue up coming for so long. Um, We're even going to get Wayne McCroy back and we're going to be going over Ovid's Metamorphosis. For all you folks out there interested in a classic education, there it is, man. 15 books, Metamorphosis. Uh, We're starting to put together that this is the playbook in its entirety. Um point is, as I looked at it and I realized that Ovid was in COVID and it was 19 books, one through nine, I immediately jumped over to look at it. And Wayne had been doing the same thing, independent of anything I said. Um, But, you know, however many hundreds of years ago those myths came to be, because we don't really know how old they are. um, There's a son of Apollo. Guess what his name is? Asclepius. Everyone know who Asclepius is? He's actually the real father of medicine. We use mercury, which has nothing to do with medicine. But the actual true medical staff was Asclepius's staff. His mother is Coronis. I mean, it never ends. But anyhow, I'll, I'll well, quit, even the I'll word sick me. that you just brought up there. I mean, think about the other connotations. Uh, you know, when you get into the the sounds of words, uh, and you guys have touched on this in other episodes where you. You say, well, this this word is hidden in the sound of, you know, the first syllable of this other word, and that's there for a reason. Well, sick, not just in the terms of, uh, of the sense of illness, but you've got sick, like when you sick your dog on the intruder, you know, right. to sick somebody on there, or sick in the sense of um, <clears throat> uh, research writing or, or, or scholarly writing. You know, you put sick in there to 
make up for uh, you know a misspelling or a misspoken word in a quote in print. Yes, I see. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there there are levels to this that I'm sure these guys have actuaried out, and and nothing is left to chance. You know, there's just some of us that are recognizing it for what it is, and most aren't. This is the reshaping of the human mind, and for this particular event, so many people spent so much effort on what happened in 2001, showing how long the TIP had been going on. People rightly, and I'll say it again, rightly started going back to the soundtrack of our life, things like Breakfast in America. Sorry, everyone involved in Breakfast in America, we know what you did. It's right in plain sight on your album. We're not fooled. Um, But this goes back even further because that was the prelude to this. And this is one of the big overreaches to basically possibly become the biggest coup d'etat in the history of the world. Um, The dust hasn't settled. Like when I went on Sergeant Report, I was trying to point out that we are in fact some force of some type of socialism. I don't know what else to call it. And then Sean... Uh, on Sergeant Report, which is a very right-wing um, following, a large following he has there, he he himself pointed out that what we know has been bought up by the government might be better described as fascism, at which point I thought, you know what, dude, you, I'm with you. Maybe yeah. it could be better described as fascism. And crickets chirp. And that's a very terrifying thought indeed. Uh, <clears throat> Tom, would you like to give a quick overview of what it is that you did and why we brought you on so that folks can understand why you know what you know and before we start applying that to the current situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll give the the super, super short uh, version. Uh, I worked at a company some years ago uh, called PR Newswire. Uh, PR Newswire is the sort of top of the food chain when it comes to the industry known as news distribution. Um, I'm, I'm using the word news loosely because it really isn't news. It's, it's information control and information distribution. And in the last couple decades, it's also been, uh, information and feedback monitoring. Um, so to give folks that hadn't heard the episode before, kind of an overview of what these kinds of companies do, um, they, they will receive, a news item or in, in the form of a press release or a video package or an audio piece, sometimes a combination of, the, of all of those. Um, and a company like PR Newswire um, receives that piece of information, whether it comes from, you know, a movie studio, a record label, a, a nonprofit organization, a government agency, both foreign or domestic, doesn't matter. Um, and they, um, facilitate the issuance of that news item to uh, every every outlet that is requested to be hit. And it's usually requested based on either an industry sector or sectors, a geographical region, whether it's local, statewide, national, international, or only specific countries. All of that stuff is decided ahead of time and is coded in the um, uh, the header information. Uh, that goes along with that news item when it goes out. Um, And that header information can decide whether a general news editor sees that news piece and, you know, hands it off as an assignment to somebody in, you know, that TV station or that magazine or that newspaper, newsroom, whatever. Um, Or it might be targeted to specific types of journalists that cover certain sectors of, of either industry or government or other specialty areas. Um, You can control what time, 
that news item is delivered to each newsroom so that, you know, it's not arriving at, you know, like I think the example we used last time was, you know, it's not getting to Berlin at 2 a.m. It's getting there, you know, at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. local time, locally translated. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just creates this this full spectrum this ease of <laughs> yeah it's a full yeah full spectrum sort of delivery and dominance you know it, it's incredibly easy to put these news items out there well i shouldn't i, I keep saying news items I'm, I'm still into that jargon all these years later it, it, that piece of information you know that becomes mm -hmm. a news item and to give folks an idea of how far up the chain this is um the ap and Reuters and um, Xinhua News out of China, which, so folks understand, it's owned by United Business Media in Britain. So it's not state news, even though it's called that. Um, uh, you know, there's there are others like uh, that I'm I'm forgetting now. It's been so long. But all of those news agencies get their news feeds from companies like PR Newswire or MarketWire, BusinessWire. Uh, and the number four on that totem pole is uh, PR Web, which is an Internet-based news distribution company. Um, and that's how, you know, unless it's um, a local news story about a car crash or a house that caught on fire, everything else that those talking heads on television or the people on radio or whatever newspapers they're getting this these news items that they report on and in a lot of cases just copy and paste into the column um they're getting them from these news distribution companies um well, and to give folks an idea um pr newswire they're like i mentioned there are four major companies that handle this kind of work pr newswire owns over half of the business by themselves so they are as big as it gets in this this uh industry how does reuters fit into all of this <clears throat> what's that reuters. reuters how does reuters fit into all of this uh reuters uh and the associated press are both owned by the same uh organization um they're just two they're they're two halves of the same side of the same coin i guess we'll say um and uh they do have their own reporters on the ground in different areas but when it's a large story like the um, Cerveza virus that we're talking about today, um, a lot of that information is coming from a centralized uh, source like a PR Newswire or a Business Wire. Um, and then the AP decides where and when they want to send it out to any of the uh, outlets that they're associated with. You know, but there's a critical point to, to make here and everything you just described. The moment we began to get digital and you say words like header, the automation and the ease of it all just fell right into place. But there's just mm -hmm. so much more. You mentioned what I call a VNR, a video news release. Um, sometimes they used to get called VNS or VNP. It's basically a video news release. If you don't know what a video news release, look it up. On Crow 777 on YouTube, if you do a search for VNR, there's, I don't know, it's getting to be close to 10-year-old clip there now. I don't know, maybe eight years old. I, I don't know. One of the early, early clips I did that point out what's actually making your news. And so what people don't understand is when they're looking at their television in the evening and their local news person who they recognize, Billy Sue or Bobby Joe from their local town reporting the news, they quite often make it appear as if Billy so Joe or Bobby Sue somehow did some investigative reporting, which is not the case. What actually happened was they got a VNR, a video news release. A VNR is made by a corporation, the federal government, the military, 
all these places that can just simply have video made that is then called a VNR, which has no guarantee or expectation that it's grounded in reality in any way. And then that gets edited in to make it look like Billy Joe and Bobby Sue that you recognize somehow have a reporting in with the story being told, which is completely fraudulent and fabricated. Um, and can you add anything about VNRs there that I dropped? Uh, well, I'll add just some icing to that cake. We'll put it that way. You, you got it right. You didn't drop a thing, so you're good. Uh, but it's it's gotten a, a bit more um, sort of nefarious uh, since the days of VNRs because VNRs on their own started to kind of get poo-pooed in newsrooms because nobody was fact-checking. They were just putting those those rolls out on air like you know as if they had produced them themselves even though this outside company had done it. So now what they do, and I shouldn't even say now, it's been several years they've done this. Um, they now call them multimedia releases or MMRs. <laughs> That's a fun hint right there, right? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what happens with an MMR and what differentiates it and why I say nefarious, because I think this is far more dangerous in the long run, is um, an MMR is sent out to those newsrooms as a complete multimedia package that's embedded within an enriched uh or an html enriched uh document so they can take that mmr and simply assign it a page on say that that news channel's website you know wxdr or whatever the news channel is uh dot com slash whatever it is and and it just goes there and everything both both the uh, text of the news releases there with clickable links attached to certain keywords in that text um there's high-res photos if a a, a print outlet receives a copy of this release they are, they don't have to go through an intermediary to get those photos they're already right there with the text in the the format and the size that they require uh, according to the AP standards that we follow here in the United States and, you know, whatever the standards are in other countries. Uh, and, of course, the video package is embedded in that MMR. So if it's a television outlet, of course, they can download that high-res, you know, ready-to-go-to-air video, um, and they're all set. Um, why I say it's more dangerous than the traditional VNR is, of course, all of these releases, it doesn't matter what the target is, there's an online variant that is sent out simultaneously to all of the online news news outlets, news aggregators, social media sites, you know, so Reddit, all of that stuff is getting this stuff and it's being automatically posted. There's no they oversight. Just, they just need There's, content, but I, I yeah. got to ask, sorry for interrupting. So no, you're good. You, you move away from the VNR because finally someone did their job kind of, sort of, as a journalist, <laughs> as a fake journalist and said, hey, nobody's fact checking. So what's the deal? Does an MMR get one iota of effort to prove that it actually happened in the world, that there are actually facts in an MMR? We know they're not, which is why I'm asking. But is there some perception that somehow an MMR is more acceptable than a VNR? Uh, you know what? The only explanation that I ever personally got on that, because I brought that up, um, because at one point when I worked there, I was training new hires as part of my job. Uh, besides, um, you know, managing different projects and things. And the answer that I received on that was, well, you know, now it's not just video showing up, but there's a, a written explanation 
And because those keywords are embedded, people can do the research on the fly in those editorial situations where they have to decide, is this story go to air or not? And, um, you know, because it's, it's kind of like that uh, plausible deniability angle, basically. It's, well, we gave them the info where they could look this up and fact check it on their own. So it's the onus is on that outlet to do it. Um, you know, we're not sending it and it's just going straight to air. They still have to physically click and download it out of the MMR but, package. But, but you know, wait a minute. That was all so they, that's the, where they left it. Is the MMR still getting treated in the same way as the VNR where local Betty, so Betty, Joe and Bobby Sue are editing themselves into the MMR video package as if somehow their journalism is somehow related to what's being shown. Cause if they if are, th then the fraud is equal. Yes, if it goes to air, that's exactly what still happens to this day. They just put that channel's, you know, lower third graphic on there, and Billy Joe introduces it to, you know, Gary, what's his name, that that, that you think works for that channel, and he doesn't, uh, you know, as we discussed last time. And uh, But when it comes to, say, um, that same channel, and every news outlet has a website, you know, with news headlines updating constantly... It's going straight to that website. There is no intermediary step there. It, there's only always, an intermediary yeah. step if it goes to air. See, there's the difference, though, because on any given website, all they ever want is more content, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and so when we come to the news, if you went something like national news, they got to do it all day long. So they're making up crap left. But your evening news, um, the point I, I'm getting around to making is when you're told there was a car crash or when you're told a house burned down or when you're told anything anything unless you witnessed it um it should be accepted as completely nonsense because what we're talking about here is this thing we call news not only has it not been what news is supposed to be for decades now uh they make crap up and i don't mean just make crap up they even put together things like something exploding where the thing being portrayed never exploded it was completely made up in a studio. There are entire companies that used to facilitate the making of VNRs and other news release items um, where the whole thing was, we're a video package production company. Mm. We can make anything from a cruise ship catching on fire to blowing up to, you know, your local scary terrorists going on monkey bars because for some reason that's scary. That's absolutely right. Uh, and a lot of those companies that used to produce the VNRs 20 years ago uh, one by one got bought up by these news distribution companies directly so that everything stays in-house now. So you've lost that those extra couple of chains of command, you know, that something like that might have gone through before it went sent out, you know, got sent out and, and picked up. Now it's just done in-house. You make one call and, you know, uh, a, an account uh, executive makes it all happen for the client, you know, whether that client is the U.S. government or... MGM Studios or whatever, you know, it's it's all the same process. And right. I, you know, I think it's important to tell people like how fast the turnaround is on this at this stage because it's we've become so reactive, not just as the viewing public that's digesting all of this information, this onslaught, but how reactive um, the the different entities out there putting these news items out. It takes less than twenty minutes from the time you hit send on that release that press release set whether it's just text or if it's text and video or whatever from the time it reaches the editors at like a pr newswire to when it's literally out all over the world simultaneously it's less than 20 minutes it's very fast it is very 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 fast 
And at the same time that you have that speed of centralized information being distributed uh, simultaneously, they're also simultaneously tracking who's reading that item or clicking on that video that was sent out, all the demographic information attached to each of those people clicking, how many times they shared it, where they shared it. And this is the real kicker um, to review from our last time talking about this. The AI software that helps to do this tracking knows whether you are talking positively or negatively about this news item, even if you're using, um, you know, the, the craziest buzzwords of the moment. You know what I mean? You could say, like, you know, that shoe is so wine glass and, you know the AI is going to know that you mean it, you know, negatively and not positively, even though it's a nonsense phrase that has nothing to do with, you know, describing a shoe. Um, the AI already knows how to track that. And that, that feedback is given, you know, sometimes hourly or daily, weekly, whatever the client has asked for, and they can respond to that negative press reaction in practically real time. Right. And that also means they can adjust their message, which is what's exactly. going on with all the nonsense around us now. But yep. I'll make another point that people may not be aware of. What Part of what's going on right now is automation of everything that can be automated because every single thing that goes online becomes troll- controllable in the way Tom just spoke. And I have actual firsthand insider information of an example of this. In a certain city in this country, the powers that be pinged every cell phone to find out how many people are sitting at home like good little idiots and how many people are out acting like human beings. So now you start to understand what holding that tracking device is. Recently, they introduced the dollar, cryptocurrency. I've said enough times on air that I don't need to say it again, but I will because I know there's some people who still don't get it. Uh, The day we go to cryptocurrency will be the day more freedom has been lost by any nation that is under predominantly crypto than any other time in the history of living human beings that we're aware of. And it's not because of the crypto Everyone wants to tell me about the damn blockchain and all this other nonsense. It's the infrastructure required to use the crypto that you will never have control of. Um, And these are just small examples. You're going to see this push for the money they're about to give everyone because they crashed the economy. Mm -hmm. So they crash the economy, then they say, oh, well, everyone's going to get $1,000 or some nonsense. In my view, that's a contract. Anyone who cashes that check or accepts that money is agreeing into the new kind of whatever it is, fascist socialism or whatever it's going to get called. Um, But what's more is they have made the statement that they will automatically put it into your bank account. How the hell do they know? What they're doing is tying it to taxes to act like they would have a reason to know. But the truth is, is they already know. So basically, technology at this point moving forward is nothing more than the bars of the cage that you reside in if you think about it logically. And I think these are important points to make. You want to get in on this, Jason, before I talk more? Well, with the whole repealing of the Smith-Munt Act, as I see some folks mentioning earlier in the chat room, it means that we can, for all intents and purposes, be propagandized against in America. So, Tom, if somebody wanted to create a story, no matter whether it's true or not, how easily could it be done through the services that you saw being put into place and being used how easy and how effective would it be? And where exactly would all that be delivered to? And how quickly do you think? Well, um, you could have, you can have it all done in less than an hour. Let's uh, to, to, to 
tack on to the end of that 20-minute turnaround time, uh, or TAT, you'll hear people say it in the business, you know, what's the TAT on this? And what does that stand for? So, turnaround, turnaround time. time. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and there's something attached to that we'll get to at the end of this little answer here, but uh, from the time you call, and I know this because I was one of the few people in the whole company that knew how to go into the back door of the... Uh, the client database and hand enter everything in such a way that it was automatically um, put into the system. I, I, I don't want to get into a long explanation, but there, there were ways that the info had to kind of make its way through if you did it the normal uh, input way. And I, I had learned how to kind of backdoor it at the time um, for clients that had to get like a new client that had to get something out in a timely fashion. So that's how I know this, um, the, how fast mm -hmm. Um, you can go from sort of zero to 60 in this scenario. So you you literally call the number, or actually now it's even easier because you can go through a wiki-based uh, client interface with hmm. PR Newswire. They were the first company to do that, and that was, oh gosh, over a decade ago now. So they were ahead of the curve on that way back then. You don't even have to talk to a person. You could literally go on their site, enter your information, enter your credit card or PayPal info, have the account set up, you know, there's a membership fee. I think it's nowadays it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 350 to 400 bucks a year to be a member. Um, if you're a business, a lot of times you can get that, that uh, membership fee waived or reduced. Um, some of the other companies used to do, I know business wire, for example, used to require that and so did market wire. They no longer require any kind of a, of an access fee. It's just per release and that's it. So even that stumbling block has been removed uh, for the average person if they were going to try to do something like this. Hmm. Uh, but you literally either call in and get the account set up or you do it yourself on the website. You upload your uh, Microsoft Word file of your press release and any images or any video clips that you're including with it. And there's guidelines on you know um, the format and resolution that's required uh, for those kinds of things. And um, once you upload it, if you say for immediate release, from the minute you upload that to the time it goes out, it's 20 minutes or less. So, like I said, <laughs> if the time you go, I will send out this thing I wrote to the time that, you know, Hans is reading it in Germany. If you've got the money to send it there, <laughs> uh, it's less than an hour. So let's um, let's do a hypothetical, Tom. <clears throat> sure. There's a war breaking out in crap Blackistan. Someone's <laughs> going to compose... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to compose an article about this and wants to get it out there because it's important for all the wool wearers to know that there is a war starting in crap Blackistan. How right. much proof do you have to provide as long as you're paying all of the dues asked for by PR Newswire or Business Newswire, or any of the other services like this? What would be done to prove that indeed a war was starting in crap Blackistan? Don't, don't uh, you have to submit a goose egg or something? <laughs> Um, no, that you don't need really, I mean, for something like that, if it is a, a story about a war breaking out, obviously that's going to come from either a, a branch of the military or, or some other government department. So the only thing that would be checked, uh, and verified in that scenario is that you, you know, Jason Lindgren are authorized to send out releases on behalf of that, you know, department, you know, the state department or the, the U S army or whatever, and as long as your name's on that list that you're allowed to send something out, send it out. There's what, no oversight past that. Well, what None. if his username was Sergeant Fury? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, man. Um, I mean, I had, a, I had a guy call in, no joke, um, that uh, he wanted to put a release out about the plastic surgeon that Oprah Winfrey recommended to him that botched his nose job, which ruined his music career. And I said, unless you've taken her to court and have the docket number, you can't put anything out. And he goes, oh, that's all I need? I'll, I'll get back to you guys. Hmm. And I, now I didn't set the thing up. I, I don't honestly remember what happened to the guy, but I know for a fact that he did call in to try to get it put out because he had the docket number related to his uh, court case against this doctor. But I mean, that's how easy it is. And the same, I think the example we talked about last time was uh, in pharmaceuticals. The, there's no oversight there. You can make any claim you want to about these magic jelly beans that cure diabetes. Hmm. But so, so nobody's, nobody's sitting there in a here, lab going, yeah, this is accurate. Thing. Put that out. Here's the thing, though, man. This is what the generation who grew up with the Internet doesn't understand. Back in the 70s, Hollywood pumped out things like a movie called All the President's Men, which told the riveting story of the Watergate Hotel and how this guy named Deep Throat, by the way, the most popular porn movie that normalized porn ever, would take the name of the contact from this White House intrigue. But the movie is all about how the fourth estate, that's right, folks that are too young to remember, we grew up being told there was a fourth estate, basically media, that would look out for all of us. And if government was doing wrong, damn well, they'd be right in there as the movie All the President's Men shows and proves they do. It's all a put up. And here's the difference. Back then, 99% of the world had no idea All the President's Men was a put up. They thought it was a factual retelling of a factual world that they all knew and understood, and there was the fourth estate standing for us all. The difference between then and now is we all understand it's a put-up. So now when we look backwards and reverse, it is very easy to take apart all this programming that was designed to convince us that media did something helpful. And don't get me wrong, back in the day, media was nowhere near what it is now because it was owned by more people, basically. The point is, is we've never had a fourth estate. And so one of the biggest problems of what's happened here is people turn on their damn television. It doesn't matter if it's a freaking Domino's pizza commercial or your evening news. They are all yelling the same thing. It is coordination on a level that is truly staggering. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure how you get out from under this other than being an adult because the adult mind will not accept nonsense at this level. But I got to be honest with you, when this first went down, I didn't see a lot of adults in the room. As a matter of fact, I posted blogs basically calling all the cowardly people diaper-wearing babies. I got a lot of flack back for saying that. And I'm sorry, I won't retract it now, and I meant it when I said it. Um, the only way that, that, that what's happening here is going to be dealt with on any level that matters is human beings recognizing things like the right to happiness and you know the pursuit of happiness and all these things we grew up with um, those things have been cast aside so it comes up to whether we stand up and say no man sorry we're free in this country or we have the, the right to pursue happiness or any of these things but what's really scary is right now they've put off a democratic I don't know whether it's called a primary where they pick the dude what's it called when they pick the nonsensical the dude? convention yeah they've got Bernie Sanders who's a known socialist, hint, 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 normalizing your mind. 
um, who, by the way, his whole career was to go out and say things that were sensible, that would actually help a nation and then be made look crazy because everyone knew he was a socialist. That was his role. And the other dude is Biden, because we've all been biding our time while they played their Trump card, just for the slow people in the room to catch up. Um, but what's going on here is, are they going to reschedule that or are they not? If they don't reschedule that, you can imagine that so-called middle America is going to lose its damn lunch. Wait a minute. We're a democracy. Where's our election? This kind of thing. What do you think follows an event like that? Probably the loss of order. The loss of order, everybody knows what happens when the loss of order comes. And basically every right you ever faked like you had is out the window. So I think people should be thinking along these lines that really acting like an adult is the only appropriate answer to all this. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Oh, totally. I mean, it would be akin to, you know, your child going, um, you know, Joey broke a dish in the kitchen. You could take that child's word for it, or you can go in the kitchen and see if there's a dish broken, you know? Uh, and then, you know, well, did Joey break it or did Sally break it? You know what I mean? It's it, using your adult mind. It's easy to see how this thing fell into place. And it's also perfectly okay on, in my book to question it. Uh, that's been the first thing I've pointed out to anybody that has kind of boo-hooed the situation to me. I just ask them flat out, well, can you prove that any of these people have this illness? Can you prove that whatever it is, like a thousand people or whatever in Italy died from it last week? Like, do, are you over there? Do you, you know, we have HIPAA laws here in, in the United States that you can't go and retrieve, uh, uh, you know, medical information about somebody. Well, isn't that convenient? Because you can't, can, you can't, um, you well, can't Google justify can. any of this. Google right. can for its AI training. They can go get a couple hundred records. When I, when I first came into the digital world and we worked for places that were under HIPAA regulation, that was deadly serious. Nobody made websites or anything else that violated HIPAA. As a matter of fact, they were still keeping the hard copy records even while we were well into digital for seven or ten years, whatever the regulation was in California. When Google began to train its AI, it jumped in and took something like 200 records, almost a quarter of a million records because they could. And nobody said boo. Yep. Um, and I'm watching the chat room. It never ceases to amaze me. You say something <laughs> like Biden and everyone's going to take the time to say what a jackass he is. You know what? If you're not saying that about everybody, you're not getting it. Right. These people are all playing the same damn game. And even the other day when I was there, uh, people can look out their window and see what's happened. And they had the balls to sit there and say, let him finish his plan. And I felt like saying, you know what? Do you deserve to be breathing? Because if you sit there and let this plan go where it's going, you're not going to be very happy with where you end up. Um, and it's difficult because the programming has been so intense. And Jason and I have taken the time to show what an election is. You don't elect anybody. You don't choose them. You don't elect them. The, all you do is get polled at a thing called a polling place where they basically find out if they're programming through CNN and Fox got you to vote the way they wanted you to. And by the way, when Trump got sat by the Electoral College, not the people, uh, the popular vote was apparently the other way, proving outright that we don't vote for these people. If you don't know what's gone on here, you better start catching up. Trump and Hillary, same royal Scottish bloodline. Didn't matter which one we got, I'm sorry to say. They would have stepped on the stage. They would have played their flavor. Hillary playing her flavor or Trump playing his flavor. But it didn't stop a damn thing. And you know why? Because the power resides with the central banks. It's that damn simple. 
and it has since what's the date jason jekyll island is that where we market is that the point where basically banks ran everything yes 1913 yeah there you go so jekyll island go look it up if you don't understand from that point forward it didn't matter what a president wanted to do or didn't want to do because a private set of families owned all the currency during the course of everything that's happened here money insiders have informed us since the news will not because the news is not news that basically the central bank, the Federal Reserve of this country, has been pouring dollars, greenback dollars, into every other central banking system. They have bought all the debt in this country. They stopped foreclosing on homes and booting people out of homes, and then they bought the homes. I guess that's what it means. When you buy that debt, you own the home, right? That's called a credit default swap when it's on Wall Street. So if all these things are correctly reported, which they appear to be, what has just happened is your so-called savior Trump or the one you love before him called a bomber, the one you love before him called who the damn cares, has just taken a democratic society and turned it into some form of socialism or fascism. I'm not sure what to call it. So I think we need to quit splitting hairs and I'm tired of looking into chat rooms and seeing such a deer caught in the headlights not getting it just to be blunt because really the, the time here is late in the day and people really do need to start catching on well you know that it's interesting you bring up the the finance the financiers kind of aspect of this because it's something that um it's one of the two things i was thinking about this earlier today knowing that we'd be talking about this subject uh this evening um one of the two ways that that people just on their own can investigate some of what we're talking about here. Um, one is something we touched on in the previous episode we did on this subject, and the other is something we actually didn't get to that I think would be kind of interesting to kind of drive home everything we're talking about here. Um, but on the finance thing first, uh, remember that the the press distribution industry, like a PR newswire or business wire, they are solely responsible for putting out what are called quarterly earnings reports uh, on behalf of publicly traded companies. So there was the hoopla over the winter of all of the CEOs and other director level people resigning left and right from all these different places, you know, Disney and Microsoft, whatever. And they were, you know, well, how would they know all this insider information, insider information? That's exactly how they know. Nobody had to come in and brief them on anything. They, they, Joe Idiot, investor, if they paid attention to the quarterly earnings reports that come out, could have already seen. Because as mentioned in the last episode, I used to see the reports weeks, sometimes a month ahead of the actual uh, events happening. You know, this is a an offhand example, like, you know, just if, for instance, that uh, in a hypothetical sense, let's say Microsoft was trading at you know, $100 a share on um, November 1st, but you get the fourth quarter uh, earnings news release in that's tied to a web-based uh, conference call for that company, for Microsoft. And you notice in the, the write-up for that earnings release and that call that they're talking about, you know, in sort of apologetic terms for the stock taking a nosedive during the fourth quarter. But you look at it live and you're like, well, it's still trading at 100 bucks a share. Why are they apologizing for it trading at $75 a share? You know, 
for a, a release or a, for a, yeah, a release that's not scheduled to actually go out for two or three more weeks. And then sure enough, you, you watch the news between that day and the day that earnings release report goes out and there'll be something in the news, some material news item, again, distributed through the same channels that drives the perceived value of that stock down to $75 a share. So that day of or day before that earnings report goes out, it's trading downward at the exact target they set. This is done ahead of time, and it's always done every quarter of every year that everybody listening to this right now has likely been alive. Um, and there were 200 so, plus, I mean, like near 220 major CEOs yeah. that jumped ship. This is yeah. more in, in, in the and history of this And it's the same with the country. politicians that did the right. same move. Yeah. And they, yeah, they dumped their stock too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it cracks me up that people are still so completely enamored of Hollywood and their TV that they can't understand. Like, look what Dylan just did the other day. Dylan is now involved in the revelation of method for the JFK nonsense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Three, <laughs> three weeks ago, Jason, that I told you get ready for the revelation of method on yeah. JFK. Something, something like there, that. Yeah. Yep. Three weeks ago, I told Jason the revelation of method was coming on J JFK. And when it happened, woe to us all, because I know what revelation of method means. And so if you want to have a clue and you listen to people who are old enough to remember something about this country other than the Internet, when we took the fall for the first time, it was the JFK nonsense. That was the first time this country ever stumbled. And then things followed. And there were things like the Manson nonsense. And then the big one, it was Vietnam. America lost in public for the first time. This is where it started to destabilize. One month before I was born in 1963 with the JFK nonsense, there was the spell cast that has led us to what's going on now. From greatest in the world, can't be better than the United States, to oops, there's a stumble, to where we are now in free fall. And I still see people coming along to say, oh, well, this entertainer is great. No, that entertainer is a puppet. What Bob Dylan just did was begin the revelation of method for JFK. And for people who want to know something in this world, look what happens when revelation of method comes. Your permission for all the wrongs done is about to be collected, and it's going to be done. And there's probably really nothing you can do to stop it because what meaningful action could possibly be put together to do something about what happened all those years ago in 1963. Nonetheless, um, just to put a fine point on it, it was three weeks ago that Jason and I had this conversation and it was yesterday or the day before I was made aware of the Dylan nonsense. Now, the other thing that people can do, and I, I need to, I haven't had the stomach the last two days to watch the, whatever it is, 17-minute music video that Bob Dylan put out for that song. Um, but one of the other ways that people, the average person sitting right here, uh, right there at home listening to this can, can try this out. And um, it, it should not cost you anything. You can get a hold of any of these news distribution companies like PR Newswire and ask them for what's called um, the national editorial calendar. Um, that's just a generic term. A lot of people, you'll hear them throw it around. Some people will call it different things. All it is, and it comes out uh, beginning to middle of December every year for the following year. And it has the due dates um, assigned to specific categories and topics throughout the rest of the year so that there's enough time for editors to get those uh, news releases 
hand them off to the appropriate uh, reporters or journalists or what have you and have those stories go to air, go to print during the season attached to it. So, like, for example, um, starting in September, there are due dates for hot, you know, Christmas uh, gift items. And there's like two or three of those, you know, from like early September through like early November of these due dates. There's other, you know, there's stuff for wedding season. You know, the, the due dates are like in February for like what's considered wedding season, you know, May, June, July, August. And the stories that'll come out then. That's how far in advance a lot of this stuff has to be planned. So what I think would be interesting if anybody would like to do the homework on this is they can request a copy of that, um, that editorial calendar to see those due dates. And then take a look at, um, especially if you can get them to send you the PDF of the 2019 editorial calendar, and take a look, just for giggles, at... Um, the tie-in of the timing of some of the TV shows we talked about at the beginning of the show that talked about, you know, contagious diseases and pandemics and government lockdowns, all that other stuff that happened before Exercise 201 and all of that. Brilliant. Well, take a look at what the due dates were for anything related to medical topics um, or if there's anything in there about um, uh, home health care, you know what I mean? Anything at all. Um, even, you know, things to, you know, crafts to do when you're stuck at home, like take a look at the, the due dates for those and see if there's a correlation. And then of course, go and start looking in say the week or two leading up to the premiere of each of these shows, these programming shows, you know, Netflix and Amazon are doing and what kind of news stories were running separate from those shows, because I guarantee you all of it's tied in. All of it's coordinated, and it's 100% provable. And like we've talked about before, when you can see the, you know, the GoFundMe pages that were set up days ahead of a mass shooting event, air quotes, um, you know, take a look at, say, job postings with, uh, what was it, the, the CDC, was it the CDC or NIH that got caught the other day that had job postings somebody found that were posted a month ahead of time last fall? for uh quarantine <laughs> controller jobs or something like that like i i would challenge the people listening right now go back to last summer and start forward from there and dude, see how much dude. of this is tied together that that is so brilliant that i'll make you an offer uh, um your idea is so brilliant and so kind of all-inclusively provable um would you be interested in doing a show with jason and i on it would you be interested in and being the foundation of that idea and coming on to demonstrate exactly what you just said. I think a lot of people kind of got what you just said, yeah. but to me, it's like brilliant. Would you be interested in doing it? Sure. Yeah. As long as it pays at least five cents, we're good. <laughs> I can pay you four, but since that's the death number, we'll make Jason out a penny. How's that okay. Sound? I got a wooden nickel. Cool. <laughs> I, oh, even better. I can use that. Yeah. <laughs> It was just wood. It would be cheaper. That's what we're all going to be using here pretty quick. <laughs> What's that old joke? It's not funny, but I'm going to say it anyhow. If I didn't wake up with a heart on, I had nothing to play with for the day. That's where we're going to be. Oh, my. Yeah, you think? Yeah, people have no idea. Kids, he's talking about real wood. Don't ask mom and dad what a heart on is. We've, left the, we've, we've fallen off the track. No, I'm serious, Tom. Yeah, that'd back, be... Do, do the foundation. As a matter of fact, as soon as you can put it together is as soon as we'll record it. What do you think, Jason? Oh, I dig that. Let's make it happen, Tom, if you're up for it. 
Yeah, that'd be great. That's proof beyond deniability, and and particularly if you can throw in a nice pizza commercial or something, or three or four <laughs> or ten. And what's CVS? What's CVS stand for? Coronavirus. No, no you can't say those <laughs> words. It's beer bug. Do we do we just put it all? To, we just do the whole show as like two and three minute infomercials on each micro topic, right? That way the the millennial crowd can digest it, right? <laughs> it's all it's all VNRs wall to wall. Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm from the controlling faction. I was completely in line with getting the beer bug out to you, uh, one and all. We're working on a vaccine now just for your health. Be sure to take it. Roll those sleeves up, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, you you want to know where America's come from? Go back to like the the late the early '70s and look at Match Game. They're giving people like ten to twenty thousand dollars in a winner. You know, in another two months, it'll be well, Johnny. What did he win? <laughs> oh, a pair of Skechers, right on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can trade those for so many rolls of toilet paper and soap. Uh, I just got a meme. I actually passed it on to Jason earlier today. The 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 revised. I think I passed it on to you. The revised Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> yeah, at, at the base of it was toilet paper. And next above it was Wi-Fi, and then it continued on from there. As long as <laughs> <laughs> God, it's it's almost it's almost too much to not be funny. In a way, it is almost so ironic that it's just comedy from top to bottom. Um, it irks me. Um, and it really, the reason it irks me is because some of the most obvious things people just can't see because they suck on the teat of programming every day. And it's just, it gets to you. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you, uh, how much, I don't even know how old you are, Tom. How much life did you have before the About internet? About the same as me. Yeah, yeah. We're so you remember, you remember what we traded for the digital age, you know? Yes. Um, yes. That's the thing. These young people have no freaking clue what we gave up for all this supposed convenience. And let me tell you something. We got took. Well, for what it's worth, my entire attic is filled nearly top to bottom with all of my books. I very rarely get rid of a book. I, I seek books out you, just like man. you. I, I, ra- I raised my nephew, right? I just talked to him. Um, I told him to read the book Dune because it was a perfect allegory and probably the apex of that kind of sci-fi writing. He called me back the other day, and he's all, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I said, but wait a minute. Did you read it on a device or did you read it on a book? He goes, I only read on books. And then he told me, get this, and I keep all my books because I know they're going to be worth their weight in gold before too long. And I yep. thought, now there's a kid who knows a couple things. Yep. I uh, not to go off on a tangent, but a great example to give to people about how this, how important that that idea is. Many many years ago, you're talking probably almost thirty years ago now. Um, my family had a, a local business in my area that I, I grew up, you know, at first doing gopher work for them, and then actually became like a full fledged employee for several years before I, you know, went off and sought my own fortune, so to speak, and. Um, we would have to be in, you know, customers' houses every day. And there was a woman uh, we were working for a one day example to give that people we got about on how they are talking about history. And she knew I was a history buff. Um, and uh, she said, I have something to show you that I guarantee you you're not going to see anywhere else. She comes out with these, the, this huge shoebox, opens it up, and there's, you know, plastic wrapped around a bunch of towels. She takes that all out, takes the towels out. And it's volume one and volume two of... Uh, the History of the U.S. Civil War. Volume 1 was published in the spring of 1863, 
and volume two was published in the fall of 1865. Radically different information in these this book, this two-volume set, compared to what the acceptable history is that's taught in classrooms here in our country. And she said that um, she called the Library of Congress to ask them if they had any more information about these books, because there wasn't a publisher listed. There was just the title, a very bland title, and a you know, throwaway author's name on it. And she said, these books have been in my family since they were purchased new in 1863 and 1865, respectively. And the Library of Congress said, um, we don't have a record of anything like that. Could you send those books here so we can have them on record for future generations? No, 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 don't do it. She said, absolutely not. And she said, not even a week later, there were people at her front door asking to see them. You know, the whole dark suit kind of deal. And she said, I refuse to let them in my house. I know why they were here. I'm not getting rid of these books. Same idea. Um, if anybody has firsthand uh, accounts of anything in published form, keep them. Scan copies so you have some sort of a backup, sure. But keep that hard copy. Um, they're invaluable. And they're extremely uh, yeah, rare we, anymore. We should make a, a, you know, the Mandela effect quote. No one can change a printed book. And if you don't choose to believe that, if someone could change a printed book, it makes no difference what we do ever again. The game is already lost. So those are your two options. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just pointing out to you those books matter, man, because yep. they represent what the barn wall and animal farm does not represent. Um, it's so critical. You know, here where I am, they built a new library and all these people moved in from other states to, to be here, bigger states. They said, we don't want to pay for the library. And I thought, who are these blind melons, man? So I'm actually thinking about showing up at a city council meeting to inform the, the dimwits in our world what Animal Farm taught us all and what a world without library is going to mean. But that's where we're headed, isn't it? Um, we're all going to see see a day probably maybe not me um i'm older than most dirt around me but a lot of people here listening may be alive to see the last libraries closing their doors it's possible that would be a damn shame but we're almost out of time so tom are there any final words you want to get in uh based off of your experience to relate to the current crazy situation we're in at the moment um yeah uh i I, i'll leave everybody with this idea i know that when when these kinds of events happen a lot of us, and I'm guilty of this too, we start squawking about, um, you know, information uh, not matching up. You know, well, this news outlet said this, and this politician said this, and this doctor on some other thing said this, and none of it all checks out. You know, they're, they're all contradicting each other. Uh, that's, the, that's the easy moving target. And I would caution everybody to try to hold back on that squawking because... That's not what to be worried about. That's not where the concern should be, knowing how controlled information is through these kinds of organizations like PRN and even the AP and Reuters and so forth. My concern, my red flags would start going off when everybody starts, you know, like that old Conan O'Brien sketch of the, you know, everybody, you know, the 200 news news journalists saying the same verbatim script on TV. That's when I would be concerned. Because that means that they have been able to take a survey of the public's reaction around the world to this 
whatever this incident is, you know, in reality. And and the information that they they put out in different forms and different angles, they took that feedback, they crafted a, a singular script that they knew would get most everybody to go along. When you start seeing news reports in print, on the radio, on the internet, on TV, whatever, all start saying the same script with the same data, the same uh, statistics on who, you know, who was sick and who died and whatever. When they all start saying those word-for-word same scripts, that's when you need to get your ire up. That's when you need to start pointing this out to people. Because if you're sitting there and arguing over what the contradictory points are, you're creating the smokescreen that these people need to pull this off. You're just you're you're pushing all of those talking points to the soft top of search returns naturally. They don't even have to gain the system on like Google or wherever. You're helping it happen. Wait for when those script talking points start to multiply everywhere. That's when you need to start taking action. That's when you need to start those conversations with your neighbors, however uncomfortable they might be, and point out, look, this isn't right. You know, this isn't how news happens. You know, this is literally a script and everybody's reading from it. That's when to be concerned. That's just my two cents on it from my experience. And that's uh, that's what I'll, I'll, I'll leave everybody with. All right. Well, I'll, I'll add one more thing. Um, acting like an adult right now and keeping order are the biggest things. If people can be made to lose their minds and go out and flip out, bad things are probably going to follow. So act like an adult. And I'll tell you another thing. The entirety of the kind of culture that's grown up on the internet has rolled out the red carpet for what we see now. And I'll give you one small example, and there are so many damn examples I could give. The divisive nature. Oh, you don't believe what that person believes. You can't go on that show and talk. Those people don't believe what you believe. And if you logically break down these kinds of ideas, those are exactly the people who should be talking is people with differing ideas just to be clear, but one of the simplest things I notice is, can we all agree that an adult human being has their own ideas, right? If you're an adult human being, you have your own ideas. So if you're one of those people with a freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger avatar or Jim Carrey or some other Hollywood nonsense, get rid of it. You're an adult human being. You have ideas, use them. That's the first step. And I was going to introduce the fig, by the way. Should I do the fig, Jason? Yeah, let's do the fig. I go, I go into places like DLive, and thankfully Rose runs it. I can't do it, man. It's like Jim Carrey and some other dumbass thing blinking in my face as if it somehow reflects the ideas of someone. So I was going to invent the fig because it's the polar opposite of a gif. Get it? Gif fig. And also, back in ancient Rome, people would flip you off by giving you the fig. It was the thumb between a couple fingers. So I was going to make a fig icon to get people to freaking get their own ideas back in their minds. What Jim Carrey did in a movie doesn't represent an adult human mind. It just doesn't. You know, if you saw it occasionally, it might be a chuckle. But you don't see it occasionally anymore. You see it nonstop. It's infantile. And it's paving the way for the mow-over that's attempting right now. So I'm just saying, man, if you're an adult and you want to be with me, you have your own ideas. Express them pretty important thing to do right now all right that's gonna do it uh crow are we gonna go for for kurt this week i think we are gonna go for kurt this week although i was very fortunate to meet a guy who's into tibetan medicine 
Um, and I know a lot of people's eyes are going to glaze over, but you know what? I'm sick to death of the medicine we get in this country. And I realized the other day why I'm sick of it, because it's detached from nature. If you go back to all these older traditions, some of them are thousands of years old, their medicine is in step with the sky clock and in step with nature. And then from my point of view, it has value. So I think we're recording him pretty quickly um, and we're gonna try to pick what's most topical. Jason and I are trying to knock out two full shows along with this live show each week. It's wearing me down to a nub, but we'll hold it up. I think I'm with you, Jason, right now. It looks like Kurt. All right, that's gonna do it for us, of course. Kurt's a good dude. Kurt is a good dude, and again, he had some really cool information to uh, to discuss. So, of course, uh, this Wednesday, join Wayne McCroy and myself, 8 to 10 Central Time, which is where I'm at, so I'm always thinking in those terms. Uh, we'll let you know what the topic is probably tomorrow. We have a few things in mind, but thank you, everybody, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>